0: El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then I would come on this show to defend those opinions. But now I just stay inside and don't do anything. Joining me today, he is my co-host. You know, all the things he does, like the the podcast Tom and Jeff Watch Batman. And the podcast You Don't Even Like Sports, which is about how he doesn't even like sports. And, uh, you know, that's about it. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff May. Also joining me she is a good friend of mine who just lived through one of the craziest natural disasters in the history of the united states and now she's going to tell us what that was like ladies and gentlemen barred it's going to be a great show hey everybody welcome to unpopular opinion i'm your host adam todd brown jeff fucking stop it stop what you're mock you're mimicking my words when i talk you're moving your mouth as if you're saying words but you're not saying words i'm saying know. words honestly that's not happening and i i don't know what is wrong with you are you okay you are what's wrong with me hey jeff's back All right my hey. co-host i'm back I'm black jeff is here how's it how's it going jeff You know what, Adam? Couldn't
1: be better. (laughs) Everything's good. Everything is great. And I'm happy.
0: I can tell. And I understand. I sure am. You have all the reason in the world to be elated right now.
1: Mm, 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 mm. Feeling good. Feeling
0: fine. Feeling employed. (laughs)
1: What? No, never mind.
0: Also joining us, first time guest, my friend, Barb Palaez from Dallas. How's it going?
2: It's going. It's going.
0: That, that from Dallas part, that's not a thing I usually do. But, I, I mean, by the time people listen to this, you've seen the title of the podcast. I don't know why I'm acting like there's any mystery behind what we're talking about this yeah. week. So that's why I said Barb is from Dallas. She's also a, some kind of lawyer or something, to quote Jay-Z. She, the TV show. It's important to estra-
1: establish that she was on Dallas, the show. She not, shot, she's shot. Not from Texas. She lives out here.
0: She shot yeah. J.R right i did <laughs> i mean who among us
2: <laughs> don't tell anyone
0: barb how's it how's it going
2: uh, it's going um things are happening yeah uh, yeah
0: Thing, things uh, are things are pretty wild in in texas right now
2: it's like, they call
1: it the wild west for a reason man it's like they're getting shot by cowboys but it's the weather a <laughs> <laughs> little bandit weather
0: yeah, we're, we're talking about what happened in Texas last week. Still happening. Barb is doing her first podcast of all time. Hitting the ground running. From an ice cave. To, yeah, be careful running where you are right now. That's <laughs> going to be very hazardous. Uh, Barb is going to tell us what it was like to live through that shit. Because even... I grew up in the, the heart of the Midwest. The thick of it. And I've never had anything... Like what happened in Texas happened in my life. Don't get me wrong. It's gotten very cold. It's just that Texas is a very unique situation.
1: It sure is. <laughs> it sure is. Capitalism. It's fantastic.
0: Here's the thing. I was at one point, I mean, still thinking about moving somewhere other than California, just mostly so I can buy a house without Having to have a successful sitcom on the air for 15 years first. And I would, I, I, I talked to Barb a little bit about Dallas. And one of the things I said was, you know, I want to go somewhere where there's still no snow. And not once did you interrupt me and say, well, actually, there is catastrophic snow every few years that threatens the lives of the entire state. Explain she's yourself, like, please. She's, she's like, Adam, we're dying now. <laughs> like, no snow.
2: You know, what's actually crazy is on Sunday, no, uh, Friday, the snow was already almost gone because of how hot it got. It was like 60 degrees on Saturday. So wow. the snow is gone. completely. Well, I guess
1: the sh- show's over. Yeah. yeah.
2: That's the issue about the catastrophic snow. I forget that it occurred because it literally is for like three days. Yeah, This was the longest because we had no electricity and it lasted for a week, but it's like three days. So you're like, whatever, you just don't go out.
1: That's a great way to view it. It's just like, eh, it's like, whatever. You just don't go out.
0: I mean, that I have had in the Midwest where, you know, it's going to be so crazy outside over the weekend that you're just like, yeah, I'm in the house this weekend. I've also had that thing happen where it snows like a foot. And then the next day it's like 56 degrees. So it all melts. And then Some basements, everywhere. basements, flood. It's a fucking nightmare. I would
1: also like to add that we are in a global pandemic. So don't go out anyway. Correct. There's there's that. I'm vaccinated. I'm fine.
0: So how how long were you without power?
2: So honestly, traumatic events are fun because you don't realize what's going on until after. And I was totally confused. You know, it was only Sunday to Friday. And I think I lost I know I lost power Sunday intermittently because I was part of the rolling blackouts. So it should have been every 15 or 45 minutes, but they weren't. They because the grid was all types of. Messed up that the rolling blackouts lasted longer. So I was, my position or what I had to deal with is you know, no uh, power Sunday night, which is when it dropped down. And then we had electricity in the morning and we would get like three hours a day, like during the day in one spurt, which was good because we can do everything we needed to do. And then we'd have about an hour at night and then an hour at night at different times about like three days
1: yeah, that sounds more like less a rolling blackout and more just a blackout
2: yeah well there was people that actually had blackouts that they their electricity went off and ERCOT so kindly social media to everybody and all the government officials were telling everybody on social media that if you do not have power and you like you're not rolling you're just blackout you're not going to get power and go find somewhere to stay oh fun yeah is that sweet oh that- and they told them how to stay warm
1: deregulation is fantastic thanks reagan
0: yeah we're that's what we're we're gonna get into is all of the the deregulation and other mechanisms that have led to texas's power grid being the way it is did you at least have some warning that the snow was
2: going to be this bad so we knew that we we're having a freeze that wasn't the issue is that they like is that our electrical grid <laughs> failed us is the issue. So I wasn't concerned about, I'm from Miami, Florida. I'm used to hurricanes as my natural disaster. We have a lot of warning for that. and We prepare and moving to Dallas, we have tornadoes or like our natural disasters. And you're right. We do get a freeze or some cold once in a while, but it's like a day or two. It's nothing big. This time it was because it was so long. No, I did not real. I was not prepared for it. So that was the concern when the electricity went off because it turns out I did not have flashlights that worked and the flashlights that worked. The food that I thought I was going to have to be able to survive couldn't be cooked.
1: Have you thought about um, shooting the snow? <laughs> <laughs> was that that's? I mean, Texas needs to sort of circle back and be like, you got to stick with what works. Yeah, you know, have you tried murdering the snow. Did the my, police start <laughs> coping this now?
2: <laughs> uh, I wish they did. You know, my favorite was my father calling me, being like, How does Texas run out of natural gas? It's like the sea running out of fish. I was more mad. I was actually really mad at, at my government. Like I was mad at Abbott, ERCOT, PUC, the Texas Railroad Commission. Like I was real angry about that and learned a lot about it by Monday
1: pretty correct to be angry at that specific crew of people
2: like super angry like i started getting into everything and learning about the deregulation and then i'm friends with uh people that are a lot smarter than me and that what's that like
0: like? yeah (laughs) oh you asshole (laughs) anyway go on barb
2: (laughs) i'm sorry i missed it um so they actually put out some really good PSA is about what was really going on. And, and you're right. Capitalism comes in and then the the options we have are varied of how to fix this. We just need to actually fix it. So, yes, uh, the snow, I was I was I thought the snow was cute the first day. Like I, I played with it and you know I was excited, like all oh, snow. And like I've never been inconsistent. I've never been in, in weather that cold. I've been with snow, but not seven degrees. Yeah which is freezing in your house when you don't have electricity. That was the, that was, that was uncomfortable.
1: And um, insulation too. I mean, I'm going to guess that in Texas, the uh, the the houses aren't as insulated as they would be in either Wisconsin or Massachusetts or Peoria. Uh, um,
2: yes. And no, I think, I don't know if installation is different between like the, the hot and cold climates. I don't know, but I actually needed to get my insulation done. So that I was pretty pissed at myself that I hadn't, insulated my i i was gonna do it and i was being cheap and now like that's that's what i get that's uh
1: yeah no that's your fault
2: yeah you that's deserve, me. you
1: deserve this
2: yes i deserve the no insulation
1: i think that's what everybody listening is going to come to the consensus of is you know what barb you deserved everything that happened
2: yeah i think that's that's the
0: point we're building toward that this is the people of texas's fault like the citizenry yeah primarily
1: yeah. Because they voted a specific way. <laughs> I mean, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> via gerrymandering. Uh, it's like they voted this way. It's like when they didn't, they cheated to make the vote look that way.
2: Okay, so like yes and no, you'd be surprised how many people are still defending Ted Cruz and like
1: Yeah, even... Texas still has awful people. I'm just saying.
2: Yeah. So that's the thing that's kind of nuts is like being in it and then seeing the way that people are reacting to it. And so one of the things I do have to give mad props to Texas is neighbor takes care of neighbor. And if you, especially Dallas, if you look at Dallas, Dallas, last time I saw the statistic was 2013. But Dallas was number two or number one most philanthropic city. Oh, wow. we We give a lot of money. Yes,
1: I would like to add, however, that in all of those studies, they consider contributions to religious institutions as charity. And so if you remove that, then you get true charity. And I think, to be fair, <laughs> certain places in the South that that get those numbers oftentimes do have that um, caveat that comes with it. Not to, not to say that, you know, I'm like, no, that's not true. I'm just saying that is whenever you see those studies, they, they definitely count religious
0: contributions as charity. Dallas that's- Cowboys season tickets, too. Yeah. <laughs> It's, One of my former students it, plays for the Cowboys. Because oh! that team sucks is what I'm saying. Sure. Really yeah, But,
1: man, I'm not going to be the most famous person from my high school anymore. <laughs> Little piece of shit.
0: Yeah, I mean, Richard Pryor grew up in the town I grew up in, so I'm, I got <laughs> no chance.
2: Yeah,
1: it's like middling podcaster, <laughs> wide receiver for the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, sorry, we cut you off. Go on.
2: No, not at all. <laughs> I don't even remember what I was. Oh, yeah, I, that's actually really good to know, Jeff. I didn't know that they included... Uh, Religious, yeah, like, uh,
1: like tithing and donations, things.
2: yeah, exactly, because that does matter. Uh, but Dallas in general has most headquarters for nonprofits, like most nonprofit headquarters are headquartered here, too. Either way, we are really big <laughs> about taking care of each other, which is great, but that's the part that bothers me because we have such a disconnect between our legislator and the legislation that's occurring, and then what the people's actual needs. And so, I'm happy this happened because now people are really angry <laughs> and care about something they should that we should all now fix
1: i think what they need is another dan crenshaw no.
2: i don't know who that is maybe i do but not the name not dan quite.
1: crenshaw he's the he's the um eye patch wearing um baby q ish uh yes, yes. legislator of texas that is uh just a real piece of shit
0: as someone who had to wear an eye patch this week that guy really rubs me the wrong way he's given us a bad name everyone who wears an eye patch now you think we're were storming the Capitol and jumping out of airplanes to lock Hillary Clinton up and whatever else he was doing in that fucking action-packed video of his.
1: Everything about him is so funny to me because he like he'll tweet about like oh like people Democrats can't handle being criticized. Like he he demanded an apology from Saturday Night Live. (laughs) Like they they like invited him on so Pete Davidson could apologize to him because I I apologize to him because I think he said that he looked like a like an extra in a spy porno or something like that, which yeah. is a good joke. Uh, and then they, like, demanded. They were so offended. But, and I was just like, you are 100% a snowflake.
2: Um, they mostly are. They can't be criticized for anything. And God forbid you say anything against their idol Trump with their golden statue of C- at the CPAC. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... And then they're the ones saying they believe in God and they're religious. And they, like, while they're the ones being idolaters. it's just yeah. crazy.
0: Yeah, it's interesting to know that people are still... Like, how are people defending Ted Cruz? I can't... Because, um, well, like, what kind of defenses have you heard?
2: I actually... I posted this because we're proud of him. Like, it's nice to know that Ted Cruz supporters also think he's useless.
1: The biggest defense that I've seen was, uh, number one, oh, what do you want him to do? It's not like he can go there and fix the grid. And then number two was... He's just trying to take care of his family within his means. Those are the two things that I've heard. And both of them are like wrong.
0: Yeah, I would buy that from any other, not even just rich person, anyone who could afford to get out of Texas in that moment. Yeah, yeah. Get get the fuck out of there. Unless you are in charge of seeing to the people's needs, then you don't get to hop on a plane and go to Cancun. That's yeah, bullshit.
1: There's very deep impact vibes where they're just like, all right, we're going to go down into the secret, uh, meteor
0: proof room. Bye. Good luck. And his, his explanation for it first was a lie. First he said, well, it was just my kid's idea, my 10 year old and my 12 year old. And it's like, who's running your household, dude
1: the fact that he threw his kids under the bus is so funny to me because we already we already know that he has no spine and that really comes down to when you look at like how he was like stumping for trump after trump was like with your ugly fucking wife (laughs) and your fucking asshole dad that killed jfk and just calling him weak chinned and stuff and ted cruz is like you sir are correct (laughs) um and like what what and he tries to grow a beard so he can look like uh, like some sort of paragon of masculinity. And he just looks like, like such sad, an asshole, sad Wolverine. <laughs> he looks so. he's everything about him sucks. The only thing that's good about Ted Cruz is that video where he dribbles a basketball into his nuts.
0: Oh, I was going to say the time he beat Jimmy Kimmel one on one in basketball. That was very funny also, because I know that triggered the libs for sure. I'd have done just prison rules. Yeah, like shank he would, been, him. he would have been eating
1: elbows in the middle of that game. Cut his Probably Achilles
0: tendon down. like on that episode of Oz. That's a deep That's reference right absolutely there. Absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's crazy that he threw his kids under the bus, especially knowing that it wasn't true. Because then someone leaked text messages where his wife was like, man, it's cold. Let's go to Cancun. Uh,
1: a very funny thing about the the throwing his daughters under the bus is it just reminded me of that, like, that it's now like a famous gift, but that scene where he tried to like hug and kiss his daughter and she was just like pulling away. And then I was just like, Oh, he's getting revenge. He's being <laughs> vengeful uh, against his daughter for being like, don't fucking touch me. You creep.
2: That video is awesome. I, I actually resaw it when he left. Cause I was like, when he blamed his daughters, I was like, I love this video. <laughs> <laughs> revenge. I mean, they- I feel bad for his daughters, obviously. Like, I'm just so, I'm like, no wonder they don't want to hug you. Look at you. How did you do them?
1: I mean, wait till you see how they turn out before you say you feel bad for him. Yeah,
2: it's true. They're, they're, they're young.
1: They're born of conservative privilege that <laughs> oftentimes doesn't lead to a good ending. Yeah. Remember when everyone's like, Tiffany Trump doesn't speak. That's got to be good, right? And then you see her just being like trying to rally the gays behind Trump. And you're like, oh, no, she's bad, too.
2: <laughs> she's Tiffany special. They're all they're all. Horrible. Yeah.
0: Ted Cruz's kids will be hosting The View someday, I'm sure. Yeah, they this this text gets leaked where the wife is clearly the one who planned all of this. And so then Ted Cruz switches from <laughs> blaming his kids to blaming the people who leaked the text messages. Now they're the problem. This is a actual long fucking quote from that piece of shit. We've got a number of Republicans who are neighbors, but we also have a number of Democrats. You know, folks on our street who put up Beto signs when I was running for re-election, which I thought was a little rude. But I didn't, like, hold a victory party in their front yards when we won. It's a sign of how ridiculously politicized and nasty and just, you know, here's a suggestion. Just don't be assholes. Treat each other as human beings. Have some degree, some modicum. Of respect, unless you're talking about my ugly fucking wife, in which case I agree with you. I added some of that myself.
1: You'd be surprised which one. Yeah, yeah, modicum. He didn't use that word. I added that. Uh, It it is funny that Ted Cruz, uh, who is uh, famously an asshole, um, is doing the just don't be assholes thing. And I love his old roommate. That's a screenwriter that just is like, oh, he was a fucking pile of
2: garbage even then. Yep. That was, that was such a good, he, he, I remember when I, everything that man said, like reading that article and everything, like it was just so telling. He said in 20 years, he hasn't changed his opinion. Could you imagine going 20 years of your life and not changing your fucking opinion? Like what have you been doing for 20 years? Standing still. Like What?
0: Yeah, that's insane.
1: The only problem I have with those um, with the neighbor's, the, that were putting up the Beto signs is that they didn't go full Rand Paul's neighbor on Ted Cruz.
0: <laughs> yeah, just t- tackle him in the front lady.
1: yard. Fucking hero. I love that guy so much. He's probably an asshole and probably a racist too, but breaking Rand Paul's ribs. rib with a spear in the front lawn. Ah, Oh, that's everything to me. That is everything to me. Let the free market heal your ribs.
0: Living under Ted Cruz, that's kind of like living under two Trumps. Like you, not only is Trump representing your country, but you got Ted Cruz representing the state you live in. Oof.
2: So, like, the best part is I never think about Ted Cruz or Corin ever. Yeah, I cannot stand Dan Patrick. Or uh, Ken. I even mess them up. It's Dan Patrick and Ken, and Ken. Oh my god, I always mess. Up. I I combine the two the men. World's
1: most I, dangerous man, Ken Shamrock. Yeah. And Dan, pa-
2: ESPN's
0: Dan Patrick. Yes. You
2: know, no. It's our Danica lieutenant Patrick. governor. <laughs> it's our lieutenant governor and our attorney general.
0: Oh. they're the worst. Oh, what's going on with them? See, we oh, only we what... all, out here in California. We only get the Ted Cruz deets. We don't. Yep. What,
1: what we do know about the lieutenant governor of uh, Pennsylvania, and he fucking rocks.
2: Yeah, he's awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, that dude looks like the bouncer of Pennsylvania.
2: <laughs> he's uh, so it's Dan Patrick, and then it's Ken Paxton. Those are Lieutenant Governor is Dan Patrick and our Attorney General is Ken Paxton. And Ken Paxton's been under investigation for like five years or something like and he's still everyone's resigned underneath him and said he's unethical in writing
1: style. And then
2: uh, Dan Patrick is like obsessed with uh, the culture war. So he's all about like trans transphobia and all these horrible things. And he has like direct like affect like he affects people directly because of that so that's really horrible and then but yesterday I guess part of his agenda for next year is his first is for ERCOT PUC to be investigated which is great but then his second one or third one is like making sure that you have to sing the national anthem at every publicly funded sporting event like this man I hate this man um so yeah
1: if the the national anthem was like by bell biv devoe maybe i could buy into it but that song mm-hmm. sucks anyway
0: yeah i
2: i, I don't care like I need... that's the thing that gets me so much like we're, we're pretending we're capitalistic and and free you know the free market and yet you're pushing down you're pushing you're forcing patriotism like what are you doing the whole point is like being free
1: yeah jingoism is a very uh dangerous thing anytime somebody's like forcibly patriotic i'm like what are the country what <laughs> It's like, love being from america it's like you live in a trailer in new hampshire like america <laughs> has failed you <laughs> yeah but i got my freedoms to own a gun and kill my black neighbor <laughs>
2: that's all some people want though
1: going from florida to texas that's a very frying pan into the fire situation for you barb <laughs>
2: well, you know miami's its own little utopia of florida so like i forget florida's florida
0: utopia is a stretch. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, it's a it's a special place so
0: (laughs) better
1: food
2: yeah no i do miss
1: (laughs) yeah less ponderosa steakhouses and more independent cuban eateries which i
2: guess is probably pretty good (laughs) so good i do miss is it
0: i i miss a ponderosa steakhouse yeah absolutely We should probably talk about what happened and how all of this happened in Texas. We're just kinda of, we're kinda of going out of order. We were gonna talk about the the stuff we just talked <laughs> about second and all of this stuff first. We're freeform but, jazz, baby. Yeah, we're Tarantino in it is what we're doing now. We're we're starting at the end and now it's working its way back to the beginning and all of your minds are blown and me and Jeff just won an Academy Award. Look at that uh-oh, nope, Forrest Gump beat us, fuck oh god damn it, I hate that movie me too, so the the weird thing about Texas is they have their own power grid mm-hmm. which of course Texas is the one that secedes from the national power grid and sets up their own, They're like, we can't do it as a state, we'll do it as a power grid and fine, fine so now there's three power grids in the goddamn country the western interconnection the eastern interconnection and Texas, which is the ERCOT interconnection.
2: And then Alaska and Hawaii on their own. So only the not real. Port.
0: they don't have electricity in either of those places. All they have <laughs> is
1: instruments to make good music. Yeah. And uh, dog sleds, which is weird in Hawaii. But
0: yeah, yeah. The surfboards in Alaska are weird, too. But yeah,
1: well, they go down the mountains in those. Adam?
0: Oh, right. Yeah. Surf watch surf any board. surfing movie. It's all it's all flames in, in yeah. Hawaii. There's no power there. Texas also is uh, they're free from oversight. There is a, a federal energy regulatory commission that oversees everyone else's power grids. But Texas, they're having no part of that. And the problem with having your own power grid is in situations where, say, the entire state is using more power all at once than you expected they would. It's really hard to hit up, say, Oklahoma and ask for some of their excess power. Which is what Oklahoma would do if they were losing power. They would talk to fucking Louisiana. Do those states border each other? I'm not great at geography. More power. Oh, 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 oh,
1: oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Ah, Tim Allen references <laughs> on this podcast. Oh, God. Uh, it's a home improvement riff happening right this now.
1: The, this is the Binford grid. You
0: showed oh. up on the right day, Barb.
2: I haven't thought about that show in forever. <laughs>
1: Oh, you know, smuggle cocaine and then snitch on everybody.
0: <laughs> uh, build a career on being a snitch. Uh, 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 <laughs> Not all snitches dig ditches. Some of them get
1: millions. Some of them say <laughs> Some- How hard it is to be a conservative white man in, in
0: uh, Hollywood. Jeff, you could have said they get riches. Fuck. Fuck. This podcast is over. I'm out. Thir. Yeah. <laughs> we blew it. I'm sorry.
1: Well, I used to be funny and smart. Yeah. And now I'm just dumb and I'm boring. It
0: hurts. It hurts to see.
1: Unemployable.
0: <laughs> so that's, that's <laughs> the basic thing that happened in Texas is the power grid got overloaded and they didn't have the means to deal with it. It's obviously more technical than that, and we'll talk about it in a little more detail. But yeah, they have the state has a very unique grid system, it, and it got overwhelmed by severe weather, and a lot of people lost power at the worst possible time. 4.5 million people. Wow. At it, the height of all this.
1: It kind of seems like the vibe that I get with the way the power was consumed, it, it's sort of along the lines of like if you tried to start a bonfire in an ashtray, like shit's going to get out of hand real fast and this isn't going to work well for anybody.
0: Yeah, apparently at one point the state was and they have I, I don't know how they've gotten this measurement this precise, but Texas was four minutes and 37 seconds away from a catastrophic grid failure that would have knocked power offline for months. How's that feel, Barb?
2: Hence my anger.
0: <laughs> yeah, it didn't happen.
1: You had almost five minutes of a buffer zone.
2: I well, four four and a half. But you're right. You're right. Uh, really, there's a lot to go into it, and like also like not even. preparation like they tweeted a stupid thing saying don't forget to turn your faucets like don't use extra electricity so i live you can see downtown from my house and so we were supposed to start adam's been in my house it's not that nice Uh, (laughs) i like it what's it
1: like being in a house
2: (laughs) it's a townhouse. Because I live in I live in Dallas and I can afford to to buy something. I've been here seven years. It's nice.
0: That's what I'm saying. Oh, it's the brag time now.
2: (laughs) So uh, you can. We were told to conserve energy, and then Sunday you look outside. Sunday night you look outside, and downtown is lit up.
0: Mm. And my electricity is always lit. (laughs) Super different kind of lit, Jeff.
2: (laughs) uh, They. Turns out every downtown in Texas that's on the grid was lit up on Sunday. And because Monday, everyone was already complaining because we lost we lost power Sunday to Monday. Everyone's like, if we have to conserve energy and we're having rolling blackouts because we're consuming too much energy, why was every downtown lit up? So downtown Dallas sent a little tweet or whatever on Monday basically saying, we're we're with you guys. We're going to conserve energy. I'm like, where were you yesterday fool? <laughs> like,
0: yeah, I-, I saw a thing that said they were telling people if your power fails and you need heat, either go to one of the weather shelters or go to a store. And it's like, why do stores have heat? <laughs> like, I mean, no one stores needs often
1: to have generators. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, they have generally like emergency generators, especially if it's a store that provides uh an essential need. Yeah. Like the waffle house, 24 inch, really double dongs. Yeah. Or that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Or if you're on the, if you're in an emergency grid, like the hospital or fire station or police station,
1: move into a hospital.
2: Actually, I live next door to a hospital and and I live a mile away from a police station, a fire station and the hospital is literally walking distance. And I am not on that grid. You got to
1: steal their power. Just get a, (laughs) get a nice extension cord. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, I was always like, I know a lot of people were like just sitting in their cars, uh, just trying to like go, going out to the car and like heating up for a couple minutes and then be like, all right, let's go die in the house now.
2: Yes. A lot of people did that. I was fortunate enough that I didn't need to, I have extra, uh, weight on me. So I was actually very comfortable with just an extra layer or two. So, mm. uh, Is that how w-
1: exposure works. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I was like, I don't think that, I don't,
2: I don't they say- that. I'm
1: going to question that logic real quick.
2: I just know I was. I am fluffy and warm, so I was fine. Uh, but JC is skinny, and he was he was a lot colder than I was. So.
1: <laughs> wow! Body shaming your partner—it's
2: <laughs> the, it's the right way to go. He body shames me all the time. It's only fair.
0: Hey, like shout out to JC. Yeah.
2: He's, by also, the way,
0: also a good friend.
2: He was upset you didn't ask him to do this.
0: <laughs> I mean, I get. Well, one problem is I only. I I usually only do three people on a podcast once when we're doing zoom. It's messy. Like when in person four people is fine, but on a podcast, this is all details. People don't really need, I don't think
1: (laughs) a four person podcast, even in person is never really good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's always chaos. There's always one person who either doesn't talk at all because they don't have room to jump in or everyone's just talking over each other. Always chaos again. Very erotic yeah yeah there's that too there's a lot of flirting and things that go on so yeah it's a good thing that the grid didn't fail for months because apparently it was to the point where literally things were going to start catching on fire and exploding and then you like have to actually replace infrastructure which is going to take a good long while so it's good that didn't happen but also it seems like there's not really anything stopping that from happening
2: um it turns out that there was a bunch, uh, not a bunch, but at least two different bills that were proposed at the Texas legislature. One by a Democrat, I believe. One by a Republican. Uh, the Democrat one, I believe, uh, wanted to make sure that we—I don't want to mess up who said what. So, but it was bipartisan. Like different people brought this up because we we are obviously a Republican state in 2011 and then again 2014 that we should have reserves, the energy reserves. Uh, for some apparent kind of reason, I and I. My been in one of the articles that you sent, Adam, we're straight to pipeline because we're always into production of gas, natural gas. Like we produce right. a lot of natural gas. So we just straight. We don't need to reserve it. And so it was basically saying we should have a reserve of energy so this doesn't happen. So that could have been something would have done. And that was proposed many times. I've I've been I've been noticing. The other one is they didn't, you know, they didn't protect the pipes. So the pipes froze.
0: Right. Yeah, that was. As as far as I understand, like the technical thing that happened is the natural gas that normally powers things. That's the system that froze at some point. And once that natural gas isn't getting out, then there's no because Texas is mostly natural gas and wind energy now.
1: Yep. Also known as green energy with the natural gas, according to Tucker Carlson and, yes. and Fox News talking about how the failures of green energy. And it's like, no, that no, that's the one thing that didn't.
2: Yeah um the natural gas thing was funny especially uh, I have a lot of friends in the oil and gas industry obviously and so it was fun to see some of their posts being like right when it was happening you know one of them was like I know I'm in the oil and gas industry but this is what really shows how much more deregulation we need like (laughs) I was like what what are you saying
1: yeah that's friends here
2: what
1: it said define friends oh this
2: I should be very clear this is a law school. These are law school acquaintances. Yeah. These are people I know in my legal profession, law school acquaintances. I know nothing about them and do not speak to them and don't hang out with them. That's fair.
0: I, that, is, that is scarier. I
1: had, I had a friend that uh, was dating a guy who was in like uh, commercial oil and sales and stuff. And I was like, oh, you should uh, you should not date that man. <laughs> like, that, that seems like a bad person in general to get me like, you know what I want to do? destroy the planet for money
0: yeah that's that's the kind of profession where if given the opportunity to sell guns on the side he'll probably do it because why not you're already selling oil
1: it's like people you should never fuck uh cops people in the fossil fuel industry gun store owners and uh, me
0: (laughs) so yeah the thing is as unprepared as the the texas power grid was for all this This isn't the first time it's happened. This is the worst it's ever happened, but it happened in 2011, Mm -hmm. and then it also happened in 2014, and yeah, after 2011, this is probably the same thing you're talking about. The Texas legislature ordered a study of the power grid, and they decided energy companies failed to identify, this is a quote, critical failure points, end quote that could cause equipment to stop working in cold weather. They basically decide the same thing in 2014 after no one does anything about the 2011 report. And then that's when the power companies jump in. And they're like, come on, we can't predict the weather. So we're never going to know how resistant to weather our equipment needs to be. And it's like fucking 100 below zero. How about that? That's probably not going to
1: happen. Like, do you not have a savings account? Because that's the same concept. <laughs> like, we don't know when we're going to break our legs, so why bother having insurance? Like, why, bo- why bother having money for a rainy day? We don't know when it's going to rain.
2: It, what's crazy is we actually have a huge rain fund. Like, we we actually have we do this for our water, but why wouldn't we do it for our electricity? And it's just another example of you know lobbying, oil and gas lobbying, and like real world application of it, because that's what's weird. We have we have done so much water planning. It's it's incredible. It's actually really it's good that they're doing it. But energy, I guess it's because they they have it's so plentiful here. They just didn't think about it like it just didn't cross their mind or want to deal with it because it is expensive to winterize and they and they didn't force them to do it.
0: Yeah, it's kind of it kind of reminds me of that thing you hear on the news. I don't know, every two or three years where some science magazine or whatever we'll put out an article and be like you know one solar flare could knock out our entire power grid for like a year now granted there are steps we could take to prevent that from happening but we're not going to prevent those we're, we're not going to take those steps we haven't taken them yet and we're probably never going to take them but uh yeah that's a thing that could happen and it's like <laughs> cool so we're just we're not going to do anything about that we're just going to wait for it to to occur hey that's fun right yeah Honestly, not
1: for nothing, but maybe a year without electricity would do us good.
0: Kind of. Yeah. Maybe we could learn something.
1: We'll Southern California after that. Y'all hate Southern California until you freeze to death in Texas.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Sit there and think about what you've done, the rest of the country. No electricity for a year.
1: You're grounded from electricity.
2: <laughs> Dude, they grounded.
1: F- electricity. I-
2: <laughs> solar flares are actually really terrifying. I'm- yes.
1: They sure yeah. are. Yeah. You I think what? it is. You know what's terrifying? The sun. Yeah. It's a concept. The sun is a ball of fire in the cold vacuum of space. I don't even know how that happens.
2: <laughs> oh, and it's finite. It is going to stop working. Like it's going to evaporate.
1: That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, that yeah. I like. I, I wish I was here to see that. Mm. But I also I if I do, I hope I'm very old when it like I want to be in my eighties or nineties if I see something nope. like that happen. I would prefer it by Sunday. So uh it seems like this just keeps happening where they, they say, hey, we need to fix this. And the energy companies are like, no, we don't. We'll just fix it every time something bad happens, which does not feel like the best strategy. But what you have to take into account is that when this happens in Texas, energy companies make a shit ton of money. Sure do. Which there is your deregulation in action, Texas. Finally. Yeah, this is an actual quote from one of these greedy fuck faces. and he was referring to the uh, 2014 storms. This business benefited significantly from increased basis and storage spreads during the polar vortex earlier this year. To the extent that we get another polar vortex or whatever, absolutely, we'll be opportunistic and take advantage of those conditions. That's Joe McGoldrick, which what a fucking name. What prick. Yeah, right? He is an executive with Houston-based Centerpoint Energy. And that was him in a New- November 2014 earnings call. We should, bear with me on this one, kill that guy. I think we're supposed to eat him, right?
1: We 100% should be eating that man.
0: We'll cook him over a natural gas grill just like Texas wants. Oh. Let's talk about this crazy, this, this next thing that happened to people in Texas because the energy industry is, is so deregulated and it's, it's such a wild West kind of thing. What happens is, uh, sometimes you get a $17,000 electric bill
1: because that, in- that would be when you storm the electric company, <laughs> like that would 100% be when you're like, all right, we're chopping motherfuckers heads off right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's especially if you got it in the middle of all this. Oh, man. And that's what happened. And the reason why is in the middle of all this, because Texas, because their grid works the way it does and they can't get energy from other states, The I guess the only other thing you can do is jack the price of energy up.
1: Straight jacking.
0: So the, the Monday of the week that this happened, the Public Utilities Commission of Texas raised energy prices 10,000%. And it's just like, from my understanding, it works like surge pricing where these companies, because again, of how Tex the way Texas works, they don't have to give Texas enough energy to keep everyone's lights on. They just, they have to give a certain amount. And then if demand increases, then they have extra that they can sell, but you're going to have to pay them more. And so that's what happened. Prices went up 10,000%. And apparently there are these variable rate energy plans that you can get in Texas.
2: Yes. So I hate buying energy in Texas. And I learned that when I first had to like get energy because I had no idea what this is. It sounds like such a circus.
0: (laughs) And usually you just move to a place and go, who is it? Who do I have to call? And you know who you call and you call them and it's done.
2: So in Dallas are, and I, so I can only speak about Dallas. It's Encore is the big one. So Encore owns all the power lines and all of that stuff. And then I guess they have an agreement with the actual company that I pay and, and they charge me. So uh, there's fixed rates and there's variable rates. The company that is making the news now, I think it's Gritty. Right. And They have a pure variable rate system that uh, other electric companies don't have, I guess, because you can get your, you can have a month's worth of electricity for less than, for 15 bucks, basically. Like it can be super cheap. That's the issue. That's the variable rate issue. So like sometimes, you know, I'm paying 150, 200, they may be paying 50 bucks, 15 bucks, but when I'm paying 200, they're now paying $9,000, $17,000 because of, and exactly right, the PUC raised it to 9K Per megawatt per hour, and you're just like they didn't need to do that. You know, it was just such a it's a disgrace because you don't care about your people, you don't care about your customers. Like if you want to be a capitalist, you don't even care about your your cash cow. Like right. pigs get pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. So if you want to keep on not being regulated, then you should have had a reserve. You shouldn't have gouged your clients. Like they they did it to themselves. So it's very much like what's going to happen.
0: Yeah, and. What's crazy about this is it's just going to make these companies rich again because what they want, the Texas has already, uh, the government is demanding that people not be required to pay these bills, just fucking joking. What they're demanding is that energy companies temporarily stop shutting off service for non-payment of bills because what they're banking on Is that now that Joe Biden has declared a a disaster emergency in Texas, the funds that are allocated by the federal government to deal with stuff like that are going to pay those customers $17,000 electric bills. So so the entire country is going to make those companies rich because Texas's power grid can't handle snow.
1: So we're saying that the state of Texas needs a federal bailout because the free market doesn't work. Correct. <laughs> and they have to admit that.
2: You know what's bad? Texas. If, if they would have, <laughs> right? Well, if they would have done just a few things, we wouldn't be here and we wouldn't have to say the free market failed. That's what's so upsetting. Like if you want to if you believe in the free market, Texas believes in the free market. Texas is a pro-business state. And if they want to continue being that, they could have done very small things. To continue showing how successful a, a, a pro-business free market state works. But instead, they did nothing. And now that's the problem. Because now you have the issue of like, it failed. It failed. There's no excuse about it. It failed. And it failed because of greed.
1: That's the free market. Like, honestly, like, that's the whole thing. Like, it is the, f- the fully free market is, is poised for failure because it's designed to crush those at the bottom and to be it's monopoly it's fucking monopoly
2: i agree in the sense of economic struct economic structures are are just an economic structure but you we, they're not a vacuum like it's how people treat each other and it's how people use that system
1: yeah there's not a lot of room for morality in the free market and in capitalism trying to exist with like mora with morals in a capitalistic society is just, it's not necessarily going to work because it's only the individuals that are going to be the ones that are helping out people. Businesses aren't going to help anybody. They're going to make money. That's their, that's their job is to make money, not make people feel good.
2: And the other issue though, is like, we don't really have a free market. We have a lot of corporate welfare in this country. And that's another issue. So like, here's the thing. I don't always like to go against capitalism because I am I am capitalistic and I, I like it as an economic system but the other thing is what's the ne- what's the other system what could we put in place of capitalism where would we go would it be a technology based system you know we're we're moving into a techno- technological world but what is that next economic system you know I'm not going I am cuban I'm not going to say I'm going to go for communism you know a mix with socialism that you see in Europe works pretty well Cause they, they, sure they does. take care. Yeah. They take care of their people. The taxes go for stuff. So I agree with those models, but they're still pretty capitalistic over there too.
1: I'd say free market capitalism is a lot different than just the buying and selling of goods. That's not, you know, okay. when we say capitalism, I'm not saying like going to the store and buying, you know, neon signs or comic books or, you know, microphones and shit like that. Like I'm saying, the, giant, the structure of the deregulation of the free market, the structure of having people at the absolute top, you know, working specifically for profit, it is going to fail. It's,
2: it's an oligarchy, though. That's what we're seeing now is more of an oligarchy than anything else. Because if you said, like, we have the one percenters that made over a trillion dollars when people were suffering
1: there's, there's something there – there is something to be said about, like, I always get my mind blown whenever I know people are still using Amazon because we have all the information about Amazon and what they do and how awful they are for the economy, for the people that they employ. Uh, and we're still just like, yeah, but it's, like, easy. And I'm like, well, well, yeah, it's easy because it's on the backs of people that they're breaking. Like, it's you – know, Yeah. I
0: mean – I mean- but- it's also an easy response to the problem to just be like, Well, I don't use Amazon and if you didn't use Amazon, then things would work out. No, they wouldn't. Like there, no. there would be another Amazon. Like it's it's the the problem in this country is that we as a nation have adopted this idea that what matters above everything else is profits. And yeah. we just take it in stride when say, uh, oh well this airline, they could like completely prevent crashes if they just put this one piece in place and what do we say when someone brings that up what do we immediately say oh well they're just going to pass that cost on to us and then tickets are going to be more expensive well then burn that fucking place to the ground yeah and do it to every single one until someone gets it like we can't just keep taking this idea that corporations are beholden to their shareholders and people are going to be hurt because of it.
2: Fuck that. Well, exactly. The,
1: the fast food argument when people are like $15 an hour. Well, good luck getting a Big Mac that's eight cents more. And you're like, I'm okay with that. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah.
2: The, the idea that we can't, it infuriates me that the big corporations like Amazon or Walmart get federal aid. The fact that their janitor has to get federal food stamps or be on Medicare is disgusting. Yeah. You're not allowed to make that type of profit if your lowest employee does not have a quality of life. Who yeah. that is not the system that we were that we're supposed to buy into. This has turned into something else. Like and, you're saying, it's about
1: And I was gonna say, and that is exactly directly what led to what's going on in Texas right now.
2: Yeah. Because they basically said they got all their friends in a group because they all know each other. And they had. They all know each other. We all know that. We know how this works. This is, we're, n- we're not naive anymore as a country. We can't pretend we're naive. We had Trump for four years. So we're not naive anymore. We know that all of these human beings know each other and they talk to each other in backroom dealings. And when that study came out, they didn't want to pay for it. Yeah. They didn't want to pay for it. And that's what's wrong. Because if you're a business and if we're corporate, you still need to have a consumer. So what are you doing? And And this isn't, you know... If you study history, you read about human capital. We treat it like, oh, whatever. It took 20 million people to build St. Petersburg. And it's just a fact. And you're like, 20 million people were enslaved to build St. Petersburg in Russia. Like, what? You know, human capital is just human capital. But now we're, we can't be naive, like, because that's how we're viewing it. It's just human capital. If we're going to do cost-benefit analysis, human capital has to, there has to be a cost for that, for what we're doing to the environment, for what we're doing to human beings and putting them the positions they're in.
0: The thing about capitalism is if you look up any textbook that tells you about capitalism, they'll tell you that all these fucking windfall profits that these companies are making. Well, that's just going to be spent making the world a better place. (laughs) Like, that's how it's supposed to work. And it, it does not like it really
1: comes down to like a lot of people like to quote Adam Smith uh and they like to talk about like the free hand of the market but like adam smith wasn't aware like he wasn't predicting corporate welfare he wasn't co- oh, right. uh, or or like or or, or uh s- slave i mean well he could have predicted slave wages because you know
2: yes that
1: hundreds you know what i'm talking about <laughs> we had slaves. um it's not what do you want to do you want me to give back my slaves uh but <laughs> the idea that like you know, at everyone like Adam Smith and they're like, first off, Adam Smith was an economist in like the late 18th century. So Mm -hmm. like, what do you want? Like, do you want that to still be the truth consistently? Like you think we haven't learned some new things since fucking Adam Smith when they were like, let's go to Africa and steal work.
0: Yeah. Like there's no way he could take into account that wages have just been stagnant in this country for like four decades. Cause I imagine if you told him, well, you need to factor that in. He'd be like, no, I don't. The people would rise up and destroy that government if that happened. What the fuck are you talking about? And we just take it. We're just like, that's how corporations work.
2: It's not even, I think Texas is a good example about it too, though, because it's not just corporations, but then you bring in the Jesus aspect of it. Like now when people talk about capitalism, it's almost like you're talking about Christianity and it's the creepiest thing for me because, I mean, I was raised Catholic. I believe in God. And so, I when I look at them I'm just confused cuz all I can think about is Jesus flipping the tables at the marketplace. Like that's all I can think about. Like I'm like Jesus is not your homeboy. Like why would you think Jesus is cool with you with what you're doing? Like did you forget the deadly sins? Like greed is real. So that to me is just I-
1: I was going to say, I think they're really investing in the forgiveness aspect of Christ in this regard.
0: (laughs)
2: Yeah, right.
1: Because they certainly are not Christian. I'm
0: I'm investing in the flipping tables regard right now. Oh, man. I'm picturing the shit out of that.
1: Oh, yeah, man. He was a rabble rouser. He was
0: rousing rabble. Every TV and movie Jesus I've ever seen is flipping a table in my head right now.
1: Oh, isn't it (laughs) great? Watching Willem Dafoe.
0: Yeah. People don't even realize I edited 15 minutes of silence out of this part because I was just lost in that in that idea. Thinking about sweet, sweet table flipping.
2: <laughs> so I forgot William Defoe was Christ.
0: <laughs> no, he was, he was, yeah.
1: He was one of the best Christs.
0: Wasn't Christian Bale no it wasn't Christian Bale. Who was in Passion of the Christ? Jim Cavizel. Oh, Jim Cavezel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I liked Maybe. watching that guy get shit beat out of him.
1: Yeah, he does sort of seem like diet Christian Bale,
0: huh? He's too creepy. To, oh, like- he's too creepy to be
1: Jesus. Yeah, he's got a ten thousand yard stare right through you. Yeah, just like Christ would do.
0: I don't know. I feel like Christ walks in the room. You're gonna be like, oh man, that's Christ. This is probably good.
1: Do you watch? <laughs> do you watch American Gods? Have you ever seen that show? Mm,
0: I think I saw some of it.
1: It's pretty good. And there's one thing where it's all about the different interpretations. So they're at a party, and there's like many Christs. It's all like different versions of Christ. So there's like a black one and and like a Hispanic one. And it's all the different ones that all the prayers reach to and sort of create. And it's a fascinating idea.
0: United Christs of Benetton. Yes.
1: (laughs) That is a good reference.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And with that, I think we've reached the end of this podcast. Have we not? Do we have any final thoughts on Texas? Barb, is everything okay? Are you okay?
2: Uh, I'm all right. My house, uh, a pipe did burst. And so we had a little flooding, but I don't like the floors in the bottom half of my house. So, you know, silver oh, lining. Hey. Yeah. So, wow.
1: That is optimistic.
2: Silver lining with that. I'm very excited. Hopefully that all pans out, but um, everything's actually really fine. I There's a lot of people worse off. Uh, one of the things that is occurring is we do need donations. Like we're running out of water. The water is the big issue. I don't know what happened with water, but there's still a lot of people that haven't been without water for 11 days. And it's, it is the, it is the poor. It is the people who are struggling the most that need it. And so uh, there's a lot of on the, on the ground people helping and stuff.
1: Yeah. Don't mess with Texas. Don't freeze you and stab you with an knife.
0: Yeah. Don't mess with Texas nature. Stop it. Leave Texas alone. They've had enough.
2: But we did it to ourselves. All right, guys. Like, <laughs> like, not- yeah,
0: that's no, the, the corporate
1: structure of the government did it to the to did it yeah. to you. It's not like the people of Texas did it to themselves.
2: No. It, and that's why I'm really excited that people are mad at them, because like I'm Ted Cruz leaving was the best thing that happened to me, like all of the memes like I was without electricity, no water, and just watching everything occurring to Ted Cruz made my day. Like he deserved everything he got for leaving us like that.
0: He
1: could just... I, th- I think he has a humiliation fetish.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, it seems like it.
1: Like, I think he's really like a humiliation sub because first off, there's nothing dominant about him. But beyond that too, like he does seem to make a lot of decisions that he has to know are going to get him dunked on.
2: His his wife's group chat. He's Somebody... ugly wife. Oh, yeah, who's like a manager at Goldman Sachs, but she was one of her friends that leaked it to the media. Like someone in your mommy group chat. Well, probably because he blamed the kids. Well, because they're probably not great people either. Like they
0: the like- kids, I agree. Yeah, they're yeah. probably <laughs> yeah, pieces like, a whole- of shit too. Yeah. I've never
1: met a thirteen-year-old girl. They're not. All, none of them are good.
0: Yeah. Fucking get out of here. No. All right. Do we have anything <laughs> to plug before we get out of here, Barb? Is there anything you want people to know? Anything you want people to look up?
2: Not yet.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Same, except you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Adam Todd Brown. That's Todd with one D and uh, Patreon.com slash Unpops and Unpops Network dot Supercast dot tech. And uh, I'm also going to be doing uh, uh, some writing soon, so uh, you'll be able to uh, read stuff uh you're gonna have to give me money though but not a lot that's fine jeff what do you have to plug tom and jeff watch batman every wednesday on
1: the gamefully unemployed network and you don't even like sports sports podcast for people who don't like sports like adam like jeff uh who is my co-host and uh those are the only two things that i want to promote right now
0: oh no
1: Martin, that's
0: it all right okay let's get out of here barb say goodbye bye thank you jeff say goodbye bye Goodbye, everybody. We love you.